well, well, well. Happy New Year. We finally have made it to 2024. We're here, baby. 2024. We're here for episode 48 of Kuzawab. And my name is Isaiah. I'll be your host tonight. And I'm joined, as usual, by the one and the only. Willie, also known as Arrow to the Face. And we are excited because this episode is all about casting vision and looking ahead of what this year has to hold. As you know, we talk about movies, TV, and video games here at Cuzzlewop. And there's a lot coming out in each of those entertainment mediums that we've got our eyes on, are excited about. Some other stuff that we're not too excited about. Um, just so you know, it's just impossible for us to mention and name every single show, movie, and video game that's coming out in this year. But there are a couple, a couple that have caught our eye legit, and we want to talk about those um, and everything in between today. Willie, are you excited for this one? How are you feeling as we go into looking at 2024? What's the what's the year feeling like for you, my bro? You know, I think at first glance, people may look at this year's entertainment calendar and think, damn, it's going to be a buns year. It's going to be ass. But I'm going to be honest. I'm excited for a few things this year. And I think specifically in the realm of television, I'm super excited for from this year. But we got movies that I'm like, oh, I'm excited for that. But then we also got movies that I know are going to be stinkers. Well, I don't know, but they look like they're going to be stinkers from the trailer. And we got video games, and it's a little bit too early to tell what video games may or may not come out this year. It's a little bit too early for that, but I'm here to talk about them, whether or not we know. I'm excited. That's right. And you know, particularly in the area of video games, we had a couple games come out of nowhere. DLCs drop even in December. Shout outs to God of War Ragnarok Valhalla as an example. Um, so you really do never know, you know, but... I was just telling Willie before we started talking tonight that gaming doesn't look like it may have as big of a year as 2023 was. And that kind of frightens me a little bit. But like you said, you never know. You never know. I think this year, though, you're right. TV has some bangers, but there are also some pretty good movies coming out this year as well, bro. Hey, bro, for video games, I wouldn't be worried because the cycle is is eternal, bro. You got good years and you got bad years. Not even bad years, just low-key years. 2019 was a low-key year and we still got Jedi Fallen Order from it. So let's just take it slow, bro. I'm excited to see what you bring to the table. Maybe you'll put stuff on my radar and I'm hoping to do the same for you. Um, And I'm ready to get going. Let's go. We still in an entertainment and creativity renaissance right now on the other end of COVID. Uh, And so I think this year will still be very impactful. Let, let's just jump right into movies to get started. When you think about 2024, bro, what is one of the, the top movies that you are looking forward to getting to the theater, getting your bag of popcorn, maybe an icy blue, if you're not getting a blue and you're a weirdo, respectfully. Ah, uh, I can respect a Coke. Ah, uh, you know what? I want now. There's a couple other flavors I go. But anyways, which movies are you looking forward to go to going and seeing? I mean, right out the gate for me, Inside Out 2. I will be there day one or day two alone or with whoever I'm watching the movie with. I am really excited for this movie. I had only watched the first one last year for the first time, right around this time. And it just pierced me. And I think I watched the movie like three more times throughout the year with different groups each time. Like fantastic film. Uh, I'm just excited to see what they bring into part two because not... Many Pixar movies nowadays get sequels. 
They've been very one-off storytelling type time. And so I'm excited to see how they handle puberty. I'm, I'm excited not to experience puberty again, but experience puberty through a different lens and through a creative lens that could maybe help me go back and reflect on my journey through it, you know, and um, I'm excited to get these new emotions that were never really hinted at in the first film. Some people don't like that there are new ones because they're going to be, uh, you know, bringing in things that the first film didn't set up because the parents didn't have these emotions in their mind and yada, yada, yada. Listen, I'm excited to see how Riley handles anxiety, embarrassment, ennui, and envy. I'll, I'm there for that, bro. You know, there are some casts that have been recasted, and I know people are scared because of that. People aren't really feeling the way Pixar's moving, and... I'm going to be there because I enjoyed the first one a lot. It's become one of my highest, like, favorite films ever. I'm going to be there, man. I'm going to be there. But how about you? You know, what What movies are you maybe look excited to looking forward to? I mean, first and foremost, I, I mean, them not hinting toward these sounds like puberty. So all, they're already on a W right there with that. They set the tone. Um, but where, bro, that's going to be a good one. I have that on my list. I think one of the movies I'm excited for this year is Deadpool 3, bro. Deadpool 3, it's the only Marvel outing we're getting in 2024. We know Wolverine is joining Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. My boy Hugh Jackman has returned. He is he's in the original OG comic level blue and, 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 and yellow Wolverine suit. You know what I mean? We've seen those photos last year. That has me geeked. But there's a lot of whispers of other characters making an appearance on IMDb, it says Tom Hiddleston's coming back as Loki. There, there are a bunch of different cameos and actors that we may be surprised to see in this film. And so it makes me okay with it being the only Marvel movie that's coming out. I think they needed a pause. They need to get their stuff together. Um, it makes me excited, man. Deadpool 1, fire. Deadpool 2, I think it better Deadpool 1, in my opinion. I'm in that crowd that thinks that it's gotten better. So how they'll top themselves with this last one, or, you know, third one to, to do this trilogy. I don't know how they'll do it. If time travel's involved, then I'm with the shits, bro. I'm with the shits. What about you? Are you pumped for Deadpool? Pumped isn't the word I would use because I've never really been as big of a fan of those movies as other people were. Um, I think I did like the second one more. Uh, it took me years to watch the first one, and I saw the second one in theaters. And, yeah, I just feel like, there are people that drag out some of the Deadpool stuff just because it's edgy. He's rated R. He kills people and there's blood and stuff. That's how I kind of feel about Deadpool. And I also I'm like, damn, Ryan Reynolds. Like, I understand that this may be where some of his Ryan Reynoldsness kind of like blew up. But it's like he, I be getting too much of him in the same role, which is why I like some of his other movies that I've seen where he's a little bit different. Um. But I'm excited for Hugh Jackman. That's what I'm pumped up for. I'm excited to see him return. Because if he's returning, I got to expect something good, right? Um, so, yeah, I'll be there to see this. Now, I will admit it is not my most hyped comic book film of 2024, though. Oh, so what is? That would be Joker 2. I'm really excited but also skeptical of the movie. Because I personally don't believe that this movie should be being made. You know, I don't think we needed a follow-up to the original Joker movie, but it's coming. So let me see what there's to, to, to like about this, or maybe maybe like about this. Spoiler alert. 
the casting of Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn has me interested because I know that she can act. So I'm excited for that. The fact that the film is a musical, I'm excited for that because that means they're doing some weird stuff and they're doing some crazy, unexpected things. So you know what? I'll be there to see what you cook up, but I hope it's not souring the old movie. You know, I actually really liked Joker, so I'm, I'll be there for that. I feel like that's going to be different. It's going to be, you know, something new in this genre that some feel are getting stale. I'm excited skeptically i don't mean to be a party pooper but i'm one of those people who when everyone's like joker was so good joker was so good i'm like all right respectfully you ever seen her i mean yeah it's a great movie I, what two two legends can't exist bro like i don't get that i don't get that point i'm not saying that they're the same movie in any way but i am saying i saw some things from joaquin in her that I think soured my experience of Joker. Now, when I think of Lady Gaga in a movie, and maybe it's because I didn't see the House of Gucci, I don't know, but I think of A Star is Born, you know? And and so it's like, okay, maybe they casted or typecasted her knowing they wanted to do musical, or maybe they casted her and then wrote it. I don't know, bro. All I know is the 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 unique an outlandish kind of like nature of what this sounds like is going to be enough to get me to go watch it. And so I'm excited for that one as well. Even though the first one was cool, it was cool to me. You, you different right now, bro. Uh, I'm there for Joker too, bro. You know, no one thought psych would do a musical ever. They did it. They killed it. I'm excited to see whatever this new craziness is. Um, other comic book movies dropping this year, Madam Web, that shit looks buns. Gotta be honest, it doesn't look good at all. It might kill the genre, yo. <laughs> like, um, Craven the Hunter, unneeded, that, that I don't need it, looks bad to me. I don't, I, garbage. But bro, Taylor's beast, bro. And it's an unnecessary movie because Sony is greedy and they want money and they're just going to make a whole universe about Spider-Man villains not using them as villains without Spider-Man. It's just like Venom. It's so unnecessary and unneeded. Oh, you're bugging. Venom goes crazy. Second one went crazy too. The first one is okay. The second one is buns. You're bugging out. And again, they just shouldn't exist. They shouldn't be real in the first place. It's stupid that they exist. And the third one is coming out this year to supposedly end the trilogy. Just release it let it be done so tom hardy could do other great things and we could just move past all this garbageness bro well i mean this is a looking forward episode and so i am looking forward if this connection between sony with them lending almost spider-man with tom holland to the mcu that time and that bill coming due seeing how these worlds collide it makes me excited so maybe it'll add more meaning and reason to those venom movies um who knows bro 2024 is filled with a lot of promise and opportunities in a variety of ways um but word i hear you on that i think another movie i'm excited for this year and and i don't know if you've even seen the first one because i don't feel like we've talked about it much but dune 2 bro dune 2 i'm looking forward to this one bro i mean there's a lot of hitters in the first film, right? You got Bautista, you got Chalamet, you got Zendaya. These are these are legends. These are giants. You know what I mean? Within like that 
that kind of B-list and some A-list actors all in this film. And and that's just the actors. This is Denis, bro. Denis doesn't freaking fail, bro. And I don't think the first failed in any way. I've heard a lot of back and forth about whether or not Dune 1 was worth it and if it was a good movie. I think it's an epic. I think that when I was a kid and I used to watch like The Lord of the Rings, you know, um, one, two, and three. Then as I'm going through high school, college, The Hobbits, these are epic movies that last for three hours and they are trying to take a book and consolidate it into one long film and, and then break up the next book into another movie and another. I think that he's able to do this well and in a way that's tasteful. Pacing, a little weird. I'm hoping that that gets resolved in this one though, because a lot of what Dune 1 was, was building the universe for the scenes and the camera and the story and the, and the world. Dune 2, the story is supposed to have a lot more action, things that grip you, things that make you go, man, I really want to see these characters and what they're fighting for come to fruition. And that's what I think we're going to get. I've loved every trailer that's come out. I do like the way they passed it off at the end. We didn't see Zendaya until the dead last scene, which is exactly how it goes down the book. He goes through so much before he even meets this person he falls in love with. So I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this film. Um, and I'll be there, bro. I'll be there first night. First night it comes out. Well, you know, we're going to have our Danae episode dropping around the Dune tube time to celebrate it. So we'll we'll talk more about Dune 1 and our hopes for Dune 2 then. But, um, you know, one movie I'm actually excited about is uh, A Quiet Place Day 1. You know, I know John Krasinski has chosen someone else to take this story and tell it. And so I'm excited to see what their version of A Quiet Place looks like. I really like the first movie. I still haven't seen the second one. But I'm excited for this because it's from a different lens. So I'll be there for that one. I, I I like that kind of genre. It was it was a new fun creative idea back when the first one dropped. Speaking of Krasinski, another movie that just had its trailer officially drop just last month um, is If, also known as Imaginary Friends by Krasinski, which is looking like um, almost like a family film, bro, like a fantasy comedy. And it's filled with a lot of great actors as well. Krasinski himself, of course, he's put his wife in there, Emily Blunt, Vince Vaughn, Aquafina, Ryan Reynolds. Don't really understand what it is about just yet. And I haven't looked too long. I just know it's a magical adventure that's going to happen. But I trust Krasinski. Like you said, Quiet Place has been an excellent universe. I mean, look, he's got this universe that's got created and they're making more because of the success of both of those films. So if Krasinski's directing, I'll be in the theater. Blue Icy. You know, I haven't found my my feelings on this yet because I'm very, very cautious with Ryan Reynolds stuff. Even though I I like love the guy, um, I'm I'm tired of the same over and over formula from him. I liked I liked Spirited. That was a little bit different from him. I appreciated that. Um, but with John Krasinski being such a huge part of it, I I am excited. Kaylee Fleming, I'm really excited to be seeing her. You know, her biggest role so far has been on The Walking Dead. And so, you know, besides that, she's had small appearances in Star Wars and Marvel. And I'm just excited to see her in this new role now that The Walking Dead has finished. And um, yeah, bro, this movie got some actors in it. Steve Carell, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Maya Rudolph. Like, they, they, they packing this one up. So... I'm there for that. I will be there for that. I like the concept of the movie and the ability to see other 
imaginary friends. Um, you know, we have some rumored films that are, are supposedly going to be dropping this year also. Knives Out 3, maybe. I know that you and I are kind of hoping for that. But there's another one that uh, I'm not sure about yet, bro. And I know that you're excited for it. It's uh, Bob Marley, One Love. Yeah, I'm excited for for that actor to have an opportunity to prove himself. I think biopics are great moments for actors to prove themselves, so I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I'm just cautious of every biopic, but I end up loving most of them. Like, I love Bohemian Rhapsody, even if it's not the greatest one ever. Um, what else you got on your on your plate, bro? Kung Fu Panda Four, bro. Kung Fu Panda Four trailer just dropped last month, and look, bro, there's some there's some animated films, especially DreamWorks animated films. That could die in a ditch when they keep making sequels. Should have stopped at the first. For those wondering, How to Train Your Dragon is not one of them. How to Train Your Dragon 1 and 2 are fire. The third, man, nah. The 1 and 2 go crazy. You know what I mean? This is one of those movies I'm excited for because, again, they brought, they brought Jack Black back, obviously. But on top of that, it looks like they're trying to usher a new generation of Kung Fu Panda. And I read that, you know... This could lead to an additional trilogy if done properly, if it's actually received well. And I don't know. It doesn't make me upset. I like a lot of the actors and voice actors that are going to be here. Um, and I like the story, this extra piece of development for Poe. This is going to be sound, this is sound super outlandish, super outlandish. One of the reasons why I love God of War is because Kratos as a character has so much to be developed in him that they could take him to different mythologies and he'll learn new things. They can always write more if they want because he's just got this ominous nature to him as a god. I feel like Poe, Poe as a character has grown through so much in the first movie, second movie, third movie. In this fourth movie, he has to almost put down all the things that make him who he's built himself up to be, who he's discovered himself as. I like that. It's almost like a negative coming of age. It's like the coming of age has already happened and it's like ushering the new age or passing that age on legacy shiz. I'm excited for that, bro. When they when they land that, which I know they will because they've landed all the other ones, I think it's going to start something new and I'm excited about that. I'm excited that my daughter might know a Kung Fu Panda movie and I can say I remember I saw the OG one. So I'm hoping for some good stuff to come from this movie. Well, we can't just keep sitting here and talk about movies. Um, you know, things probably flew under the radar for us. Maybe we just didn't feel like talking about it right now, but there are plenty of movies dropping this year that will keep people entertained. Um, so let's move on to TV shows. The first show I want to talk about is Echo. Echo is the first mature TV show dropping on Disney Plus, and I'm excited or rather interested to see what they're going to do, how a fully dropped at once bingeable mature TV show is handled on Disney Plus. I know people are iffy about the MCU, but this joint is connected and made by some daredevil folk. Um, so we just got to see. I'm interested to see what they cook up, uh, you know. How are you feeling about Echo? I'm excited for this for a couple of reasons. One, it's the first legit, fully fledged out attempt from Disney, Marvel, to put an M-rated, actually lined up with the continuity of where they're headed in the future show. It was it was hinted at in Hawkeye, which we talked about in our last episode on Christmas. Um, we know we know Kingpin's daughter. Is, is the main character here. She is Echo. But 
there's a lot of other heroes that are going to be in this show. There are a lot of other figures from the Marvel comics that are going to be in this show. And I really have this feeling that it's going to make room for this mature tone for Daredevil. It's just he's too real of a character. Echo's too real of a character. Kingpin's too real of a character for us not to see this fleshed out. And I hope it makes room for more mature content. I hope we see Kingpin fight Spider-Man. Somehow that hasn't gone on yet. What the frick is going on? Please make it happen. And please make it mature. I'm begging you. Another thing I'm excited about for this year, a little bit off the, uh, off the, off the conversation of Marvel, not a little, a lot, is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Have you seen the trailer for this bad boy yet? I have not. I, I've seen nothing from this world, whether it be from the book or the old movie. I, I know nothing about it other than the concept that I've heard from friends. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch a trailer and get excited for it. Well, my bro, I'm very excited for this one. And the reason why I'm very excited about it is because it does have my boy, my guy, Childish Gambino himself, Donald Glover. And it's been a long time since we've seen him outside of a cameo and something like, you know, across the Spider-Verse, actually take up a role and get back in his acting chops. He's been doing a lot of creative, different outlets, music, writing, behind the scenes stuff, but he's on screen and we're getting a whole set of, of a series um, where him and Maya Erskine, or Erskine come together and they're, they're doing a reboot. I'm excited because the tone of the show looks very... Um, it looks badass, but also very emotional at the same time. And to see Donald Glover take up that role makes me very excited. I think that their their chemistry from the trailer looks really good. There's a whole freaking laundry list of a bunch of other actors in this show that are also going to be exciting to see on screen. I'm just super excited to see this thing be flushed out. Um, love that trailer, though. Love that trailer. I think this is going to be a good one. And it's coming out not too long. Only got to wait about a month. February 2nd. Well, I'm excited that you're excited. Um, you know, for me, something I know that we're both cautiously excited about is the Avatar The Last Airbender Netflix live action adaptation. For me, it looks good visually. Um, and I don't really think the trailer necessarily gave us any indication on whether or not they'll be able to grab the narrative until the 22 episode first season or however many episodes there are. In eight episodes, but we gonna see, bro. Because Netflix, I feel like they've seen how other things have done adaptations recently, and maybe they've decided, okay, we need to take this more seriously. But there's so many behind the scene production stuff that I've heard about where I'm also like, oh, that's not a good sign. But we're gonna see. We're gonna see soon. Uh, I hope they can grab the narrative and the story and do it right. They better, bro. We waited too freaking long. We waited too long for someone to do it right. Um. But I hope that this brings a fresh wave of, if it's done well, Avatar into the the stratosphere, that the funding that needs to go to Avatar Studios to get things across the line, bring us new stuff, do it, do it, please do it. I hope it, I hope it works. I hope it does. Well, I, I hope that Avatar Studios have their money uh, anyway without this, considering it's kind of separate. But, um, you know, something I know I'm excited for, bro, is The Ones Who Live. I'm excited Walking Dead spoilers to have Rick Grimes grace my screen again after almost six years of him basically being out of the game, right? I know Andrew Lincoln kind of pops up at the finale, but man, I, I'm, I've missed Rick Grimes for six years. And so 
one of television's greatest protagonists is coming back for this small mini series and I'm I'm there for it. I'm 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 locked in. I'm locked in. Bro, they're still adding him to games. They're still bringing him to different other other mediums like he's just an icon so it's going to be cool to see that return too i never even watched the walking dead i just played the games had you and steven tell me about those so like we've said in the past i'm excited to jump into this too i think i'll start here and if i want then i'll go back i mean i know some people right now that are doing their walking dead journey for the first time and some are going slower than others but either way i believe everyone's enjoying it so you should probably go back before the show drops, because I think this is not intending to be a finale, but they've been building up stuff among a few shows that I think are going to come together here. But, um, you know, something else that I know that I, you and I are both excited about, at least, is uh, The Penguin. Matt Reeves' universe, Penguin, starring uh, Colin Farrell. Boy, Ooh, you know who's directing that? Have you ever seen his show, Mayor of Easttown? Uh, no. Bro, Mayor of Easttown is one of the HBO sleep hitters, bro. It was a 2020 beaut. It was a beaut. You have to see that show. As a, as a, as a guy who likes mysteries and well, like well-written characters, you got to see it. Me knowing that he killed that, the director killed that. Um, Kate Winslet came back and killed that. I know that no matter who is under this director's hand he's going to make sure the tone of the penguin is correct. You know what I mean? And so I'm excited to see that be fleshed out. And I hope that it adds something meaningful because we know Batman 2 already in production, baby. All right. Well, to kind of rush through some of the other shows that I know I'm excited about, because I, like I said, I think I'm more excited for TV this year than anything else. The Acolyte, Star Wars, Dropping, High Republic, New Era, uh, you know, the leaked trailer looked fantastic, so I'm excited for that. Skeleton Crew, if it's dropping this year, not so much. Maybe just because I haven't seen anything of it. Once I see something, I might feel different. We also might be getting Tales of the Jedi Season 2. I will be locked in there for that. Um, Switching over, I know you're not a big Game of Thrones person. House of the Dragon Season 2 drops this summer. I'm in there, day one. House of the Dragon Season 1 might have been one of the best shows in 2022. Better Call Saul that season six. Oof. But House of the Dragon was fantastic. And so if they keep that level up of House of the Dragon season one, season two is going to be just as good, if not better, now that they're getting into the real chunk of the story that the book uh, has. But, you know, I'm just going to say it now. If House of the Dragon maintains season one level of quality, it will be better than Game of Thrones in history books. That's and that's easy for me to say. Umbrella Academy season four, the final season, my favorite Netflix original show is coming out at some point this year. And I'm not ready to say goodbye to it, but I guess I have to Right? all fun things and good things must come to an end. We're doing a Cuzzo Op episode on that. Trust Dragon Ball Daima, Daimia, whatever that's dropping. I'm always down for new Dragon Ball. I'm, I'm excited for the fun. And last but not least. Attack on Titan, for those who are watching the English dub, this weekend, the finale drops. And I'm excited for it. I love controversial endings. And so I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be like, hmm, they cooked. Or damn, this is ass. I guess we'll see. But I'm a fan of the controversial endings. And I tend to like some things that other people don't. So we're going to see IV. You already know what I'm going to tell you, bro. You need to stop playing around, bro. Get get it together, bro. <sighs> 
so much to tap into. 2024 is going to be filled with a lot of going back also, not just looking forward. Last thing I'd say for TV, man, is in light of the strike, a lot of my fall shows that I was looking forward to last year never came out. Um, and so I'm excited for, which I've mentioned numerous times on a couple different episodes of Kazawa, is for the Dick Wolf universe to make its return. We've got the Law & Order shows of Law & Order SVU, the Ordinary Law & Order, as well as Law & Order Organized Crime, the trifecta coming back. Again, man, these three shows, they come together. They have episodes where characters will come from one show and be in another. Storylines where bad guys on one show will have a crime that leaks into another territory of the other show. Very fire. They're doing their thing. Same with the FBI's. We got FBI, FBI Most Wanted, and FBI International. Looking forward to seeing them come back this year too. Uh, my wife and I love these, man. We sit there and we watch every episode once it drops. Um, and it's just good stuff, man. Very good stuff. So I'm excited to see them come back and make a return. I know these actors, we said this before, man, the writers, the actors that were on the bench waiting for studios to stop being such assholes and make the right decision in regards to the strike, they probably have been itching to get this content out. So I, I'm really excited to see what they've written up. All right. Well, let's move into some games that we might be looking forward to. Um, you know, for me, I think of one coming out soon. It's it's nothing too crazy. The Last of Us Part 2 remake or master, whatever it's called. Um, I'm just excited to have the PS5 version of this game. $10 upgrade, nothing too crazy. Some argue that it should be free. Me, I mean, I'll pay the $10. I don't particularly mind it. I love The Last of Us Part 2. And I'm excited to play some of the new aspects they've added to the game. Although it still sucks that Factions isn't a part of the game. I'll be there. Not Maybe not day one, but at some point throughout you know the next year absolutely bro I, th I think a game for gaming oh man there's there's a couple here there's a couple one i'm in the rare crowd that is excited for this prince of persia the lost crown from ubisoft it's not the third person game that i'm looking forward to or was looking forward to but they have decided to take it back to its roots because originally this is how these games played they played more side scroll and then we know some of the third person instances from the originals but what it's looking like is another roguelike type of game a game where you keep growing you go back to old um, environments and you've unlocked new pathways to get deeper into the game and into the story i'm a little worried about the writing side but from the game's perspective this is probably a game i'll purchase on my switch um, something that I'll take on the go with me as a fun little side scroller to run and, and have some fun and figure out puzzles and do combat and stuff like that. So I'm definitely looking forward to Prince of Persia, the lost crown, and it's not too far ahead of us. I, I believe it drops next month. So I'm pumped. All right. Well, another game that drops next month is suicide squad kills the justice league. Now we kind of spoke about what we are looking forward to, uh, you know, in our, Batman Arkham series episode, so I'm not going to dive too much into that. Cautiously excited. Um, I'll be there. Day one for that one. Ab absolutely. Here's one thing I'll say about that game. If there's one thing that Rocksteady knows how to do, it's to create a world that we can get lost in as gamers. Regardless of how it may look and all of the backlash it's gotten, one thing that I'm trying to remember is that you can't get enough of a vibe of what the writing and intricacy of a game will look like from just some brief trailers. 
But the trailer they dropped last year, right before the year ended in the end of November, where it was a good amount of time showing the production studio's intentions and giving us legit clips, watching how the game unfolds, them jumping off the cliff. What it feels like to me is a passion project from these guys, them being daring enough to do something passionate in this world that we know them from because we know it's in the Arkham universe. So I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to hold on to that. The mechanics, everything else, I hope it all figures itself out and it makes sense and it's not some av- I mean, um, Avengers type of like live service type of feel. I hope it's really grounded in good story because if it's a good story, no matter how the mechanics go, I'll be there. One thing that I'm excited about is uh, Plate Up is coming to consoles. I have it on PC. It's really fun. Just imagine Overcooked but you get to upgrade your own restaurant. It's maybe a little bit less chaotic uh, depending on how you decide to manage your restaurant. If you make the wrong choices with what gear you upgrade or how you lay out your restaurant, your restaurant will fail. Fun party game. Uh, I would recommend anybody grab it, really. It's it's a fun time if you have people to play with or even alone. I, I have hours of it just trying to run the restaurant myself. That's dope. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, another one I'm excited for this year, a little indie game, is uh, is Helldiver. Helldivers 2. Now, if you are familiar with the first Helldivers, you know that it involves a force in the near future stopping aliens that are invading our planet from taking over and killing all of our people. And in the first game, it was an over-the-top camera system where you're watching your character from, from the skies almost walk around. You have different systems you upgrade. It has RPG elements in that regard where you get to grow your character, see their stats increase, their weapons increase, etc. What they've done here is they've dared to do the risk of rain type of approach where they're going to make it a third person game. And for me, bro, one of the best things about the original Helldivers is it's a co-op, it's a piece of co-op fun, similar to Overcooked in the sense of, you know, when you're with other people, it creates more chaos, but also creates more engagement and fun. That's what Helldivers was. Helldivers is not fun by itself. It's fun when you have a full squad of four people. To have them do a third person take and see where they go from there, it's daring. They have some audacity to do that. And I think I like that. I'll be there. I already told my boys um, we're going to be on that, John, and definitely try it and see if they can take the heart of what was in the first game and better it with systems that make sense for this next one. If so, and from the trailers, from the marketing, it seems very slapstick, fun, in your face, kind of satirical. I like that. I like that they're giving themselves a little bit of like a marketing backbone with that. I hope the game carries that same heart. Um, And if so, I'll be in there, bro. I'll be running that. All right. Well, what, what might be my most anticipated game of the year? Doesn't even have a release date yet. Um, and it's The Wolf Among Us 2. We've been waiting 10, 11 years for season two. And they just had so many issues. Telltale shutting down, coming back, not sure they could do it, them doing it, them stopping, them doing it again. And they've dropped a trailer, which is one of my favorite trailers almost like ever. I love the song in it. And now we're just waiting. Wolf Among Us 1 is so good. It's so good. We're going to do a Telltale game, just entire company video before that game drops. But man, I'm looking forward to this so much. I need Telltale back in my life. You know, Expanse, that felt more like a Deck 9 game than a Telltale game. But 
wolf among us. I need that. I need that in my blood, bro. Word, bro. I mean, this is the game that when my wife and I were first dating and I was trying to get her to be a little bit of a gamer and enter into my world, I said, all right, what's a game where there's a mystery, characters that are engaging, story, she can make some, ah, Wolf Among Us. And we played through the whole thing in the span of a couple of weeks. We just kept sitting down and getting more hours in and more hours in. And she still asked me to this day, hey, when's the second one of that game coming out? When's the second one of that game coming out? Well, it's finally coming out. Finally, and I'm excited to do this, man. To, to load it up, put it on the big screen, little 65 inch, you know, some little, some small. You feel me? Q LED, stop playing with me. Put it up on the screen, sit back, and have some fun. I hope that um, they're able to capture the same heart, that same vibe. But of course, better it, better it. You know, I you always get this. It always can be a little bit suspect with a sequel, but Telltale tends to be really good. We know Walking Dead was not was not a failure in any way. They kept leveling it up, kept leveling it up. So I'm excited for this bad boy. I will be there. Night it comes out, I'm copping. One game that's rumored to come out this year is Star Wars Outlaws. And I'm not going to lie, I, I'm pretty sure Isaiah is more excited about this than I am. I am, bro. I'm excited because Massive teaming up with Ubisoft yet again. These are the guys who made Division. If you listen to our Christmas episode, I talked about environments, landscapes, uh, world building. They're very good at that. So Star Wars, it ain't shit without its world building. If you're not going to do give justice or you know tip your hat to the concept of world building well, especially with a video game, don't bring that over here when it comes to Star Wars. I think I trust them. Do I think the mechanics all look great? I don't know about that. Do I think... You know, the combat, I don't know, I don't know. But the world building, the way each world will feel, each planet, I've got faith in that part, and that's enough for me to cop and show up. You feel me? I mean, for me right now, the last thing that is maybe rumored to be dropping this year that I'm kind of excited for is that uh, Budokai 4, I know that's not the name, but, you know, Dragon Ball Budokai 4, I'm hype. It's been too long. It's been too long. Xenoverse 2 held it down. You know, it held it did what it needed to do for the last 50 years that the game has been out. I'm excited for Budokai 4. I'm excited to have, you know, if I can't have Raging Blast back, I'll take Budokai 4. I'm excited to have a, a, a fun multiplayer Dragon Ball game, especially with the super lineup and everything else that they might do. I'm 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 gonna be there day one. But besides that. You know, I don't know if there's any other games that I'm ready to speak about dropping this year. So that that's it for me, at least. Yeah, man. I think, you know, when we look at gaming, are these the scraps left over from the last year? I don't know. We even got platform leakage this year. We've got PS5 Pro rumored for maybe holiday season is, is the is the rumored Xbox kind of rival to that also coming out this year is that this year is it coming out before gta 6 comes out is gta 6 looks so good because there's something we don't know i don't know i don't know all i know is there are things going on in the gaming world and i think that even if there's a lull in the beginning of the year by the end of the year in the start of next year things are going to start to ramp up again and so um Across all these mediums, man, if we have to take a little bit of an L in some way, shape, or form because the strike put things on pause, if there's anything we've learned from 2020, it's that pause, Sela, it leads to some level of 
innovation and a lot of output toward really great shows, movies, and video games. I'm excited nonetheless, man. Is there any content that slipped through the cracks for you, bro? Not in any of the areas we've spoken about tonight so far, but uh, 2024 Kuzawap. I'm, I'm excited for that one. You should be excited as well because we will be tackling, if not all these, we'll try, we'll try, this and more. Different topics, different guests, uh, different ways for you to engage and have a refreshing happen to the way you consume entertainment. That's what it's all about for us. These conversations are about um, changing the way we consume movies, TV, and video games. Um, and, and that's what you know you can always find whenever you tap into an episode of Cuzzle Walk, right? You can always find two cousins, one podcast, and endless entertainment. Let's have a good year.